So Rachel, um, we've been talking about this for the past couple of weeks, and uh, so Rachel's hosting the Beauty for Ashes conference, and so what I want to do today is spend some time hearing from her about what that's actually going to be like, and why I feel like that ties in to Mother's Day um, is because specifically this is a women's conference, and uh, and so we want to um, we want to just give you the heart behind that. And so we're going to spend just a little bit of time going back and forth. I'm going to kind of do interview style to ask some questions because I think there's some important things I'd like to pull out. Um, but also you're very good about giving details. And so um, I think we'll work great together. <laughs> Christine, are you okay? Do we, yeah. Do we need to like shift into something? Are you good? Okay. I just didn't know if the spirit was moving you somewhere. Okay. I'll ignore you. I'm sorry. I just, I like to be open. I don't, we don't have to do this. Um, so... Uh, two things. First, um, after Rachel and I talk about uh, the Beauty for Ashes conference, um, we're going to do a drawing. And so my wife, she uh, has gotten some free gifts from some purchases that she's made, and she decided that she wanted to bless some women with that. And so we'll actually have a drawing. So if you're a female, not just a mother, uh, a female today, we'll put your name into a little basket and you might take something home. So that'll be kind of fun. So uh, big thanks to Kim for coming up with that idea. Uh, the other thing is, uh, after we do that drawing, we're going to spend some time honoring Linda. Um, and so uh, consider in your hearts right now and during this time um, what the Lord may lay on your heart to say and give to Linda as we pray for her on her journey. Because she will, uh, this is actually her last Sunday. And so we'll hear just a little bit from her. We're going to pray over her. We're going to honor her, and, uh, and it, it'll be bittersweet. And so just know that that's coming up. And so we, I do want to take a love offering for Linda um, to send her with. So if you guys will consider that. Um, and also, if you, even if you don't have cash, give online, and we'll make sure she gets it. So just consider that while you're here. Okay? All right. So, Rachel, I'm, I'm going to get started for you. Actually, can we go I'm ahead not and get started pray for first? Absolutely. Yeah, you pray. Okay, all right. Father, we just come before you and we just say thank you for this moment in time where we could be together and just fellowship with one another. And Lord, just, just be in your presence. Lord, I just ask that you just speak uh, clearly and fluently through uh, Jason and I and that we can convey your heart about this women's conference and about how you give beauty for ashes. So, Lord, I just ask that you come upon us right now, that your Holy Spirit rock us, and you give us the words to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, amen. Um, so, if you would allow me to kick this off, I just, I would really love to, um, if I could even, I don't even... Do you guys read your Bible? I can't find Isaiah. Um, I have it up. I have it up. <laughs> Do you even On read my the phone. Bible? Here, let me. Can I just? Can I start by reading Isaiah yeah. sixty-one? Some. Please. Do. And so I just want. Uh, so with the Beauty for Ashes conference, if you can kind of see here on the screen behind us, um, it's based on Isaiah sixty-one, uh, verse three. But there's really something around this Isaiah sixty-one ministry. Uh, we obviously know it's Jesus who came and and. Uh, started this ministry on earth, but what happened when Christ ascended, 
He said, wait, and I'll send my spirit, and you'll be my witness. And so the church, the body of Christ, is the chosen vessel for the continued work of Christ and the kingdom on earth. And that's you and I. And so by his spirit in us, we take up the mantle, um, multiple mantles, of uh, the, the totality of Jesus' ministry. So not only did he preach the gospel, not only did he make disciples, he healed the sick, he healed the blind, he helped the poor. He did many, many different things. And I believe that the body of Christ takes on that, that mission of Jesus in pieces, in parts, right? We're all a body connected together, each doing its part and its function. Um, and so Rachel specifically um, feels led in ministry to host this conference kind of as a maybe a follow-up conference or from last year. But let's just start by reading Isaiah 61 a little bit so we can wrap our heads around that ministry of Christ. And then you're going to tell us about specifically beauty for ashes and what that's going to do for women, right? Okay. Is that good? Are you okay yeah. with this? Yes. All right. So Isaiah 61, um, it says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise Instead of a spirit of despair, they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. And so there's so much there. You want to keep going? Yeah, keep going. How far? All the way? Just all the way. We're just going to read it all. All the way. Yeah. So they will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Strangers will shepherd your flocks. Foreigners will will work your fields and vineyards, and you will be called priest of the Lord, and you will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of the nation, and their, in their riches you will boast. Instead of, your uh, instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion, and instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land, and everlasting joy will be yours. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. In my faithfulness, I will reward my people and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them will acknowledge that they are a people the Lord has blessed. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels, for as the soil makes the sprout come up and a garden causes seeds to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. Amen. Powerful, powerful stuff. So, tell me how the Lord and what the Lord has put on your heart specifically for this conference, in this context of this ministry and how that's going to what that's going to do for, for women? Um, well, first, if I can, yeah. um, the reason why I had you read the whole Isaiah 61 is because I believe that it has a lot to do specifically with what God is doing here in this building uh, with right. us and yep. the city and, and the nations. Like, 
everything. And so, um, uh, if I could go back sure. a little bit to the first conference that we did, the Daughters Awakening Conference, um, when we were doing that, the Lord said that we, what we were doing was causing a collision, that heaven and earth were colliding here in this place specifically. Right. Yeah, his will on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah, yeah. And so um, the Lord began to stir in me um, just about Isaiah 61, what he was doing here, because this building, people came in. It talks about that they will rebuild the ancient ruins. And so the Lord spoke to me that this is a replica of what's going on in Israel. <laughs> and so when the Lord sent me to Israel, which was exactly a year later from that daughter's awakening, he began to show me his heart and his vision um, and that verse incomplete, in completion. And so um, it was when I was in Israel that the Lord said, you're going to do another conference. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a new thing because I'm doing a new thing. Right. You know, so it's very similar to that. Um, but because he is doing a new thing, it's going to be in a new way. Right. So this one is about the restoration and transformation. He, he said this is the year of restoration and transformation. Yes. So I believe that, and I saw it in the whole body of Christ where we had went through this wilderness moment in our lives where the Lord took us out just like he took Jesus, you know, and the enemy tried to do what he could, but we said no, because we're going to come in love and we're going to come in righteousness and his glory will be shown through us. And it's about that love. And so that's the basis of this conference. And that's kind of my heart in this is he wants to give these women beauty for ashes. He wants them to understand what that verse means. Right. And he wants to under, he wants them to understand that they were called for such a time as this. And he is putting those mantles on his people to rise up from the ashes into that beauty. Yeah, it's good. And just as I was sitting here, I'm thinking about last week. So how many people were here last week and heard the sermon on hidden sin? If you weren't here, I, th- I haven't even put it up yet. Goodness, I've been busy. It's on, you can watch the YouTube live. It's on YouTube, the entire service. So you can skip ahead and listen. But um, So right now you can listen to YouTube. But the scripture was on hidden sin. And that, that whole sermon flowed from uh, the Lord kind of breaking my heart for the things that are happening within the body of Christ. Where people are still uh, wallowing in the ashes. Um, living in ruin and essentially living in this place where they've not not only dealt with the sin, but they've not even let people know of the ruin that their life is in because of the things that they're, they're enduring and they're hiding it and it's eating us alive. And so two things that I said at the very end of the sermon was one, the Lord, I just wanted to speak this out to let people know that one, uh, we have a group of men that are meeting on Thursday nights, and there's just really good accountability. It's real and raw. It's like, let's just cut the crap, son. Like, take the mask off, and we can all agree that certain things are struggles in our life, marriage and, and lust and these different kinds of things. Um, and so it's a later group, so it's kind of hard to get to if you can't stay up late. <laughs> but um, I just talked about how the Lord's been doing something in this group of men. And then the other thing I talked about was how the Lord had put on my heart to hold some sort of marriage evening where we could address couples 
and just really talk about some real things that are happening, uh, the real struggles of marriage. And, of course, what we struggle with as men and husbands affects the struggle within our marriage. Like, we cannot compartmentalize that uh, by any means. So just interesting that the Lord has put on my heart, okay, we gotta, we got to start pouring into some men, and we've got to take care of couples. This is for the females. So to cover the gamut, the men, the women, and the couples. And so that's just really, that's how the Lord works. And so I was up uh, in the middle of the night one night. Illy likes to get in bed and then kick me in the ribs. Um, so she's, she tends to sleep towards Kim, um, but then she, her feet gravitate right here, just like magnets. And so the slightest little movement, I'm like, ah, like I'm wide awake, like feet in my ribs. And so I got up and I went to Illy's bed. It's a full-size bed. It's not like a kid bed. And I was laying in bed, and it was like 3 a.m., and all I could think about was this conference. And I was just like, gosh darn it. <laughs> you know, and when Rachel first approached me about it, I was like, we'll host you. Don't ask me to do anything. Like, I'll do this. I'll do that. You know, anything else is going to be a burden. And then the Lord just said, you need to help Rachel. Um, and I believe in this. And so not just this is not just something that Rachel's hosting. This is something that I believe is going to be highly beneficial. If you're here and in town, I would encourage you as females to try and be here, not just to volunteer and help minister, but to be ministered to. And so just know that I believe the Lord is, he's saying, yes, Isaiah 61 ministry for us. You know, we might resonate with the ministry of Christ and say, I want to do that. But if he's not first done that in us and we've not submitted ourselves to allow him to do that to us, it's not that we're unequipped, it's that we're ill-equipped, yeah. right? The same love and mercy and grace that we preach and teach and proclaim, at some level we should have experienced that. And I think that last week I was talking about the Lord desiring to shift the trajectory of what we're doing. Like I don't know about you, but there are times where I look at my life and I think something's got to change, right? And it, it, it doesn't always mean like something radical, but it's those little teeny tiny things that added up present a big change and so there's certain areas in my life where I'm like that needs to change this needs to change this needs to change not to change so I can say I've changed and I feel better about myself because the spirit of God is is grieving within us to bring about righteousness and restoration in those places that we've allowed to become ruined and ashes right? Right, right and so I just need to say up front how much I I believe and how how much I'm behind what you're trying to do for women of the city but also the women of, of the source. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Woot, woot. Well, and if I can tag on that real quick, um, something that in that wilderness moment, there were a lot of things that the Lord began to convict my heart of and, and just started peeling back those layers of who I, who I am and who I was, who I used to be. And he said, you can't lead out of soul wounds because when you do, it affects the whole body. And he continued to, you know, push on and press into me. And so help us understand real quick, what is a soul wound? And how did that, what was that for you, if you want to give insight? <laughs> well. I mean, just to give an example so that we can understand um, what you're talking well, about. Well, you know, whenever you you are burdened and hindered by offenses, you know, when, when people say things or do things that, that hurt your heart, you know, and you... No matter if you take them to God, if you haven't dealt with the root cause of that issue, then it will fester, you know. And so that's why Matthew 18 is so important for the body to understand is that 
we have to go to that person. You know, and sometimes that's hard. Like, you know, when the Lord says go and you don't go, I mean, that was my problem, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Is, and Matthew 18 is when a brother offends you, go and yeah. let him know. And Yeah. yeah. Right. And, you know, if he doesn't, if he doesn't receive it, then you take another and then, you know, you continue. Um, and so the Lord had me go to a few people um, many times and it hurt. It hurt. But what hurts worse is not having that restoration and not having that transformation and that love and that unity because that's what it takes to get there. And the Lord said, I can't have you lead all wounds. I was leading a discipleship group, and I noticed that the things that I was dealing with in my heart against a brother or a sister, he said, guess what? This over here is going to continue until you go to your brother and sister, until you make it right. And so he had me do that, and it was so amazing. It was so supernatural how everything just turned into this beautiful, thank you, into this this beautiful, loving place between us. And so it's very important, and I think that's that's kind of what we're going to touch on in the conferences about that. Yeah, so my next question. So um, we've talked about this before, but the conference is June 1st and 2nd. It is Friday evening, 6 to 9, mm-hmm. and it's Saturday, 9, 9 to, to 5. five. Yeah. So it's a two-day conference. So what's going to be taking place? And then also... Um, what is your, like, a, obviously Beauty for Ashes, but, so what's, we'll just ask a question. What's taking place? What's happening Friday? What's happening okay. Saturday? Um, Saturday, or Friday, Friday we're first. going to, <laughs> Saturday is going to be the main events, but Friday is going to be worship, um, and we're going to have three speakers. Andrea is going to be one of our speakers. Yay! Because the Lord called her to speak a long time ago, minister. Um, and then... So topics of speaking? It, well, the theme of the Beauty for Ashes, that's why we have the, the butterfly, the monarch butterflies, right. um, is, is going to be about how our life is uh, in the Christian walk is compared to a butterfly. And there is this metamorphosis that happens, and um, that the wilderness moment is kind of like that cocoon, you know, right. where you're in the darkness, you, you feel that pressure, but when God shows up and you have dealt with all of, all of the junk, you know, everything that he's pruned us from, and you start to open that cocoon with your wings and you turn into something so beautiful, mm-hmm. you know. And the, the reason why the Lord put the monarch butterfly on my heart is because he had me look up what the word monarch means, right? And it means royalty. And so then he said, Rachel... I'm calling up a royal priesthood in this season. That's deep. It is very deep. <laughs> well, that's why I'm saying it's connected. Monarch, butterfly, crown. Mm-hmm. Mantles. Metaphor, metamorphosis. Yes, yes. It's very deep. That's kind of fun. <laughs> that's why when you talk to Rachel, like Rachel, see, have you ever watched um, one of these like um, murder mystery shows or whatever, and they're trying to solve a mystery? And then you get an image of the detective's office, and there's that board with all the pictures and the names, and then there's, like, string, and, and it's just like they've been up, you know, they've had 14 bowls of coffee, and, you know. And it's, yeah, 
And then they're making all these connections. This is Rachel's life. Like this over here that happened four years ago connects with this that happened last month. It does. Connects with this that happened today. Like her whole life is. Oh, yeah. And she tries to explain it in one setting. And it sometimes is like, ah. But yes. it was just kind of fun, that little connection. I'm like, bloop, bloop, bloop. I'm like, oh, that's Rachel's life. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so I apologize in advance if sometimes yeah. I don't make sense. So three speakers Friday, the theme, the monarch butterf butterfly transformation mm -hmm. metamorphosis. Yes. Right. And so worship, mm -hmm. speaker. Yep. And so okay. that's that's pretty much going to be be Friday. And, and we're going to kind of talk about and go over what's going to happen on Saturday and, um, you know, get them prepared mentally. Um, and so Saturday. 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 <laughs> I do think, I think I need to change. I need to change on the invites. I mean, it is nine to five. But um, we are going to have, like, you know, little bre breakfast snacks and everything. And I want to get started right at 9. And so I may ask if people can try to get there, like, 845, you know, a little bit. Sure. Um, but we're going to register online, pre-register. You have to pre-register online for this event so that we know how many. Um, right. And there's no cost. It's just no to cost. gauge how much food and stuff. Right. Right. Because right. yeah. that takes a lot of planning and Oh, we only have a couple weeks left. Uh, so, um, so we're going to start out with worship, and then we're going to have our speaker, and then we're going to have uh, what's called breakout sessions. And so each room is going to have something a little different. And this conference is all about being led by the Holy Spirit. You know, whatever you feel drawn to, that's the room. Because you can only do maybe one or two rooms during this whole time. And so... Um, but, but there's different rooms that you're able to engage in, right? So I'm going to be leading um, a foot washing room, an adorning room, kind of like Esther and how she was adorned, you know, right. um, before she was crowned, mantled. Anyway, um, and then uh, we're going to have um, just some, some time of healing in that room. And then, well, there's going to be a ton of healing in every room, but right. um, Christine has, uh, she has committed to doing one of her amazing um, living from heaven, engaging from heaven, in heaven, um, and that's going to be in here. Um, and then, you know, just every room that we can occupy is going to have something in it yeah. to where they can True. engage. So worship, speaker, breakout. I know at some point there will be baptisms. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have. During the Daughters Awakening Conference, that was the very first baptisms that we ever had in, in the this building. building. Right. Two women? Two women. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty cool. And so that, that was really special. Talk about restoring ancient ruins. So I don't know if you know the story of this building. And I couldn't tell you when the last baptism was. I'm going to guess... Um, it may have been seven to nine years ago if the Vineyard Church did baptisms here. But before that, it would have been late 70s, early 80s. And then the building was semi-occupied and then abandoned for some time. And then partially restored to be able to be used. And so Rachel and that conference uh, happened as the building was being restored. So they fixed the baptistry, got it all working, and then they baptized two women that night. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. 
Double portion. <laughs> We're expecting multiplication. <clears throat> Anything else on Saturday we need to know about? Um, just come to be prepared to be rocked by the Holy Spirit. Like so. this? Yes. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Good. So, um, yesterday we got an online donation for your conference, and so somehow, some way, people are knowing that they can give to that. And so let us know that if we give, um, what um, what does that go to? That just goes to just the supplies that we're going to use because we are, it is free. And right. so... Food. Food, everything. 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 Just all of it. Yeah. And we do want to, I really want to bless some of the the speakers that are coming as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's important to bless them. And and this is really, everybody that's serving, it's all about unity. And so it's not just one, uh, it's not just our church, Mm -hmm. our ministry. Mm -hmm. It's it's many different people from all different (coughs) churches coming together to do this. Mm -hmm. Right. And so... um, what else do you need so as far as volunteers or resources? Mm-hmm. Like if you could put a number to how much money you need to raise between now and then. I wasn't prepared for that question. 200, 500, 1,000, 2,000? Well, heaven is unlimited, so however much anybody wants to give, that would be great. Do you have unmet needs, though? Yes, yes, definitely. Okay. I mean, there's, we want to get Bibles for these women. We're, we're making little bags, um, gift bags. And if we could have some for everyone, I've limited it because, you know, in my earthly mind, I'm like, okay, well, if there's this many people, then we can only give this and they have to pre-register and, you know, but we're open to Sure. Okay. So you. Post, I just, you I just want to make people aware that there's still needs, and then right. any volunteers still needed. Um, we do still need some door greeters um, for each door, because some of the places, like the the foot washing room, something that we learned last time, <laughs> is that those doors slam, and so we didn't have anybody kind of guarding the doors. We need watchmen, watchmen at the door, uh, for both of those sides. So. And, so you could use some people here, maybe like at the beginning, mm-hmm. as things get started, they don't have to stay the whole time, right. but then you also could use some people who could maybe stick around and just be utility people. Yeah, and, and just people, like intercessors. And so that's men too, like yeah. I'm kind of thinking about that with men, like we could come and be here and mm-hmm. keep an eye on things. And Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is I, I called our security police here in town and they said it was going to be like 160 for four hours, I'm like... I'll just find somebody. Cat does patrolling security. So. Joey could pull off a cop outfit. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> Not gonna ask you why you have it. <laughs> Portia likes a man in a uniform. <laughs> hey, they're married. We can talk about this. That's funny. So. Uh, anything that you need to say that maybe I've met, or any questions, like, is this kind of clear? I mean, I feel like it is. Yeah. What? Um, I definitely, so there are, there are a couple things. So we're also part of the transformation and inner beauty, outer beauty, um, correlation and metamorphosis into a butterfly. We also, um, we're doing photography for the women. 
So there's going to be like this free flow of the different rooms. Um, so whatever isn't occupied, other people can go into. So there's going to be a room for clothing um, and photography will be in one room. Um, we're getting donations. If anybody ha wants to get rid of some really pretty clothes for the women, you know, business attire, whatever, come and bring it. Um, and then there's going to be hair and makeup room um, where they can get beautified. Uh, and then God encounters. We got the God encounters room. So lots of lots of different cool. things. Cool. So um, you may have touched on it a bit at the very beginning, but just kind of pour your heart out for women. What do you want them to experience Friday and Saturday? I just want them to experience that love, you know? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> just to know that they are cared for and they are loved by God and how it's his love that transforms us. And it doesn't matter what anybody says or anybody thinks about us or whatever he's called. And we are ordained by God and we are sent out by God. Right. And we're in a time where he is, he's, he's raising up the Esthers and the Debras, right? He's also raising up the Josephs and Davids. That's your part. <laughs> that's your, you men. Okay, we're included too. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I believe with all of my heart that everybody that serves and everybody that comes, they will be, they will be sent here for a purpose and for a reason. Right. I mean, it, it will not be uh, just by happenstance. So I believe that everybody that will be in this building, they will have a purpose and they will be transformed. They will be restored. And, um, you know, like for me, just being up here, he told me, a couple days ago that we were going to do this, but I didn't think that it was going to be in front of anybody. I thought it was going to be like a podcast thing, and I'm like, yeah. He tells me, like, when we're up there, you know. I'm like, hey, make sure you bring the stools down so we have a place to sit together. She's like, wait, what? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, anyway, we won't even go into all that. But, you know, I'm thinking, Lord Jesus, you got to speak through me. Well, I know, I know. Well, and I was like feeling all, yeah, anyway. Right. So. It's good. It's good. I just had a, there's a guy named David Wilkerson, and he has a, like a little, it's called like a sermon jam or something like that on YouTube. And somebody cut this together, but it's David Wilkerson talking about uh, ministries being born in anguish. Um, and he just talks about how when you're in this this broken place, like that's where a true heart is birthed for for people, um, and where where ministries are born um, and uh, can be born in that just place of anguish where you're just broken over a situation. You know, it's we like to pray and sing, "Break my heart for what breaks yours." Right? Do you really want that? Because I'll tell you, it. I mean. God's heart is broken over a lot of things. There are a lot of things out of order yeah. in this world. Um, and so, yeah, you pray that, you mean it, the trajectory of your life will shift. Yeah. Um, because you can't help but do these things. Right. It's not that, right? So the, there was a, a, there's a place in the book of Acts where 
the disciples were in front of like the Sanhedrin and they're saying, we command you to stop speaking the name of Jesus. And they were like, we can't help but speak of the things we've seen and heard. Yes. You know, and, and Rachel's in a place where she just can't help but do this. She has to. Yeah. She has to reach out to women. She has to host this conference. She has to speak into their lives. She has to tell them about Jesus. Right? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was interesting because... I mean, God will give me confirmation after confirmation, but I, I myself do not. I'm like, Lord, I'm like Moses. Like, I don't think you're calling me, right? So the people that did it before, I'm thinking, okay, well, they're going to do it, and they're going to be all excited, and, you know, it's going to be awesome, like last time. And he's like, nope, you're doing it.